these are two buy lows walking into week four that I think everybody needs to be paying attention to. Now, Austin Eckler can win you a league. He was a big avoid walking into 2023, and anybody that avoided him avoided uh, a catastrophe to start the season, but that doesn't mean that you can't swoop in and buy low on a player that you avoid walking into the season. Sometimes the best player to buy low is the player you expect to have a slow start that you still believe can do damage like Eckler. And this is the kind of player that people say, Smitty, are you, Smitty, are you flip-flopping on Eckler? No. Avoiding him was part of the plan. Buying him low is the second piece of it. And the crazy part is, he he's going for, for pennies on the dollar because of two reasons. Number one, people are still worried about the injury. But number two, he also not only will miss week number four, but he has a bye week in week number five, mean, meaning he's going to miss this week and the next week. And that is hard for a fantasy football owner to accept when they're looking at a, a maybe 0-5 record at that point or a 1-4. So instead of assuming that Eckler isn't, for sale on pennies on the dollar go poke around and see if the owners in that mode and line of thinking of might as well might as well some of the worst trades i'm seeing right now the 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 phrase that comes after it is might as well might as well and it's bob sitting at the keyboard typing up his tps report it says oh no one's gonna give up eckler i'll just keep typing my tps report and being a productive employee when what you should be doing while you're on the clock, is sending out trade offers for Austin Eckler so that you aren't sitting there typing up your TPS report and then an email comes in and says, Steve from from Billing just traded with Mark from uh, Quality Control and stole stole all uh, Austin Eckler away for pennies on the dollar. You need to be that guy. You need to be the guy that goes and gets Austin Eckler for pennies on the dollar. And there are a lot of different avenues to explore. There are guys like Kyron who have been playing phenomenal, but you're not sure what to make of them. Uh, Ford in Cleveland, we don't know what his role is going to be. And no one's saying you could trade just one of those guys for Austin Eckler. But there are plenty of players popping off right now that have inflated values that may continue to be inflated. Even guys we love that we we think will continue to do well, like Tank Dell, you can couple players like that with a Kyron Williams and get more than you believe if you just go and ask. And sometimes the best way to make a trade is you're offering in, in droves, offering in waves. If you send out one or two offers and get rejected and come to me and say, Smitty, no one's trading in my league. And I say, how many trade offers have you sent out, Bob? And you say, well, uh, two or three. You need to send two or three to every owner. You need to send the Austin Eckler owner two or three different versions of a trade. Get him thinking. Get the wheels turning. Because if he is one in four by the time he comes back, if he envisions being one and four, or even 0 oh and five, and everybody's scared to death of being 0 oh and five, one and four, he might pull the trigger on a trade that he shouldn't make. That is That happens everywhere. If anybody thinks they can't get using a Kyron Williams in Tank Dell or using a Kyron Williams and a Godwin and, and Tank Dell. If anybody thinks that it's unattainable, if, if it's not a plausible trade to get Austin Eckler for something like that because it doesn't make sense to you, you aren't give, you're giving your league too much credit. You're giving fantasy football in general too much credit. The population of people out there freaking out, freak out. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Freddy's, Petrified Peters, Upset Ungers right now. If you answer this question for me, how many times in the last two years have you scratched your head, thrown your hands up, had league controversy around somebody making a stupid trade? So don't act like Eckler's not attainable at a low, low price. And I'm not even saying you got to go using just all these low pieces. You could do something crafty. You could say, hey, Saquon Barkley's out this week as well, right? And, you know, he's coming back probably the next week. The owner of Austin Eckler might say, I can't afford to be 0-5 by the time he comes back. Let me go ahead and take Saquon Barkley, who's out just the one week you do some sort of creative trade around that. And if they don't like that move straight up, you throw in a mix of, I'll give you my wide receiver, you give me your wide receiver, that you quietly pinpoint as being a player you quietly like better, and you make some sort of even-steven wide receiver swap just to get it done, and their perceived value of the trade goes up because they like the wide receiver they're getting better. There's a hundred different ways to make a trade where you get Austin Eckler. And and the, the, the people I'm talking to most are the the three and O teams, the the two and one teams, because you could weather through two weeks of Austin Eckler not being around. But what I want to make sure you're doing is not thinking about Austin Eckler missing two games. He's missing one game. Everybody has a bye week coming up. His bye week is not placed in a great place in terms of somebody being one and two right now and needing to weather through two missed games. But he comes out of the bye week probably as close to fully healthy as he can be because he'll have two weeks now to get right and he's almost good enough to go now just a little hampered so two weeks rested i envision news reports saying something along the lines of austin eckler's not even on the injury report eckler says he's fantastic is a hundred percent i don't know if he'll be truly a hundred percent but i think the news reports will suggest that coming off of the bye week and if you're three and zero if you're two and one even if you're one and two and you're not, you're the kind of person like me that you're, you're okay with the comeback. You're okay with have, having a little bit of an uphill climb because you know you're going to build a team that could literally win out. And and so this advice goes for really everybody, but especially the 3-0 and and 2-1 and owners that can wait on two weeks and look at this objectively and say he's not missing two weeks like everybody else is going to kind of feel like, right? If you're 1-2 or 0-3 right now, Two weeks, doesn't matter if it's a bye week or not, he's missing two weeks in a row. You need to look at it from a different perspective. Austin Eckler is one of the best buy low players right now in fantasy football, and he can win you leagues. There's some risk involved, absolutely. Make sure you go check waivers to see if Joshua Kelly was released. He's crapped the bed two weeks in a row. I think he's actually a decent play this week against the Raiders, but... I know he crapped the bed. I know he's hard to start. But if you do pull off an Austin Eckler trade and Kelly's sitting there on waivers, pick up Kelly first before you make this trade. Maybe drop your kicker and pick your kicker back up so you have a little bit of time or kick a new, pick, up, pick up a new kicker, whatever. Whatever the case may be, even if you're preemptively picking up Joshua Kelly to try and make this trade last minute, this trade needs to be done. Because in at least one or two of your leagues out of the five or ten that you do, 
this league, this this move could win you a league single-handedly. And, and paired with Kelly, I think is important, even though he's crapped the bed. I think it's a real important piece of it. And, and I have Austin Eckler in, in a league, and I traded for after the fact. I already had Austin Eckler. After Kelly crapped the bed two weeks in a row, he was pretty easy to acquire. I used a, a quarterback I picked up off waivers. I think it was Stroud, and I traded Stroud for Joshua Kelly because I didn't need Stroud and Stroud had good value to somebody that, that needed him. That's the, the key about, about picking up these quarterbacks too. Everybody says don't don't roster more than two quarterbacks in a one quarterback league. Not the case. Look how valuable quarterbacks are. I've moved quarterbacks like Purdy and Stroud all off season long or all in season long. Just just trying to get little pieces like Joshua Kelly or going and getting an H hand and, and using a quarterback and a piece on my bench to go get H hand who's another great buy low right now if you need another. But this guy right here can win you leagues. Go get Austin Eckler before it's too late. This guy right here has got a little more risk, but also some win a league intrigue. So if anybody's interested, and real quickly on the Austin Eckler front, doubtful for week four as of this very moment. I'm sure he'll be ruled out here shortly, probably after I'm, I'm done with this video. Um, here, here's some details. We'll read those in a second on, on Jonathan Taylor. Now, this this is a little bit of a more complicated situation than I think people are trying to uh, uh, paint. So understand the, the, the risk involved. Let's go over the risk before we start going over the upside. Um, Jonathan Taylor, according to ESPN, is, re- is reportedly uh, ready to return from the, the PUP uh, with the ankle and the drama in in Indianapolis. Now, there's there's some details here that a lot of people don't, they just gloss over, and they say, he's coming back. He's 100% back. He's not going to be 100% returning the first week back in week five. There are some complications and some things that could go wrong. If you look right here, uh, there's there's uh, the Colts have 21 days to bump Taylor into the 53-man roster, meaning Taylor could still be two to three weeks away from making his season debut. In the meantime, Zach Moss is becoming every week starter. This is from NBC Sports. So they will activate him from the PUP, and then they will have 21 days to bump him to the 53-man roster. Now, I think they probably do. Uh, the running backs coach is very excited, You know, as you can read right here when he says that... Uh, that he looks great, and I can't wait to actually physically uh, get a chance to work with him and see him move around and see his speed and feel feel that speed. Like, that's the Colts running back coach talking. I think they want him there, and I think the Colts know that they can win with Jonathan Taylor, so they're not going to give him away. They're not going to, I don't think, derail his entire season. They could. It definitely feels a little bit like the Deshaun Watson situation from from back in, in in Cleveland when it felt like the owner wanted to just ruin him, would burn the house down at the expense of sticking it to Deshaun Watson. Right or wrong of Deshaun Watson's you know situation, I, it just the owner was out to get him, it felt like. And this feels very similar. This feels very, very similar. And I, I have to say, though, it's still a risk worth taking in my mind because this guy can win you leagues. Now, the key here, unlike Camara. Uh, who is back this week, buying low on Kamara is done. You had weeks to do that, and if you didn't do that, and you had an opportunity to, that that, that ship has sailed. As far as Taylor, being out one more week, and if you can you can highlight the risk that I've highlighted here in terms of the, the active uh, um, 21 days to get him on the 53-man roster, the risk of him not being there in week five still, 
Maybe you can buy him in a similar fashion to buying Eckler. That you're you're going after Taylor in a way that you're giving up pieces like Kyron Williams and other players you've acquired that are popping off, doing well, and somebody that owns Taylor had a plan. Just like somebody that had Eckler and they wanted to hold Eckler for a couple weeks had a plan. Just like somebody wanted to hold Kamara and you had so much time to buy Kamara low up until this point, somebody had a plan. I'm going to hold, I'm going to wait, I'm going to explode once Taylor or Kamara or Eckler come back, but they're 0-3. They're one and two. You have a plan until you get punched in the face, like Mike Tyson said. And the owner, if the owner, if you look at the record, is 0-3 or 1-2, and they're probably in panic mode, and you don't know how intense that panic is for him. So you need to go and make offers. And even if, let's say, he missed another week, he still would have league-winning potential. And there are teams that are going to be very interested in trading for him. I think some of the reason he didn't get traded was because he wasn't fully healthy yet, and teams wanted to see that. He got put on the PUP. Now, some of that is, I I think, some facade on the part of of JT, not wanting to play for this team, appearing to be more injured than he really is. We don't even really know. But what we do know is that he's probably itching to come back. Players oftentimes think they want to sit out, and then they start realizing their career might be getting flushed down the toilet. And this guy doesn't have many options. And while you might say, Smitty, no trade can really happen, right? Unless a long-term deal gets worked out. Not so fast in this case. While that will probably be a likely scenario if a team does trade draft capital for JT, they might want to feel like, hey, we're trading draft picks. We're trading draft capital. We want to make sure that when we get him, we have him locked down. And we're not just giving him up for you know, half a season, giving up this draft capital for half a season. So the team and the player usually want to come to a long-term deal to make this suitable, right? But in this case, when a player might say, I'm not coming if you don't give me the long-term deal, that's the whole point of me being disgruntled right now. This is a situation where he's got to ask himself, do I trust the team that I'm going to to give me a long-term deal more than the team Indianapolis that has said, we're not giving you a long-term deal? The answer is yes. He will trust the team that's acquiring him on a handshake versus the team that has him that says, we're not giving you a long-term deal. So this might be a unique situation where he actually gets traded and the contract gets worked out later, but it still will fully be tried to get worked out when the at the time of the, the deal getting struck. We don't know if a trade will happen. We just know that the odds are, are high that a team that feels like they can win right now, a team maybe like Baltimore that says, we need an RB, JK went down. We don't know what to do. We don't feel good about our running stable. We feel like we can win. We feel like we can we can make a deep, deep run this year. Let's go get JT and let's do it live. I do believe there's a strong chance. I would call it like 60% chance he gets traded, 40% chance he comes back to Indy. And then maybe in that 40%, he still gets traded in a little bit of time. But I do believe... The risk is worth it in at least one or two leagues. I don't think you should put all your eggs in one basket in either of these or really in any situation, but I do believe that I would take at least one or two stabs at this out of, let's say, you have five or six leagues, especially ones where you feel like you're either up by so much and you're giving up depth like Kyron, like I said, and Tank Dell and Godwin or maybe you're selling like a Mike Evans on the high and you got Pickens or Dell on the bench that you're like wanting to put in your lineup anyway. Now you can trade Mike Evans away who's popping off, doing great. No one's saying he won't do well or continue to do well. But if you're hurting at running back and you're 2-1 and one or 3-0, and oh, 
why not take a chance on JT using Mike Evans and a Ford or something like that? So use the house's money. Try and in, in any league where you go acquire these guys, try and do it using partially the house's money. The waiver wire guys, the guys that have been popping off that no one expected to pop off. Guys that don't really hurt your overall lineup in a sense other than replace one piece of your lineup and using bench pieces and two-for-ones for JT. I think there's there, there are no two better players that have high levels of risk than Eckler and JT. I think A-Chan's another one to go out after that's not really high, high risk because his value's so low. But these two gentlemen right here are the best buy lows walking into week number four. So get to work, try and get deals done in the 11th hour here. It's still mid-afternoon here on Saturday, so you have plenty of time to, to ink some trades. Get on the phones. Start texting your buddies. Get on the Snapchat. Get on the Twitter. Get on the Twitter and go get some, some moves done, pal. Okay, stop sitting on your hands. Later. Get out of here.